Hey guys, how's it going? It's Billy Metcalf from Fantasy Inquirer, back with episode number four, the rookie wide receiver episode, and the updated wide receiver PPR overall top 100 rankings. So back when we did the uh, running back episode, I talked about how I'd do receiver episode with the top 10 receivers picked, just like I did the top 10 running backs picked. So in the order that they were picked here, let's just jump right into it right now. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma. He was taken as the first receiver. He is the number 77 in my top 100 wide receiver rankings right now. I, I like him, but I don't like him right now. I think that Lamar Jackson is just a runner right now. He could evolve into more of a passer. I know they only have Snead and Seth Roberts on the roster, but he's not somebody that I'm picking high in redraft. Dynasty is a different thing, but this is mainly a redraft podcast. So um, I'm also going to tell you when he goes in the latest FFPC draft I did, which was Saturday, March, May 4th. Today's May 9th when I'm recording this right now. So he went at the 15-15 out of uh, 20 rounds on Saturday in that draft. And, uh, I mean, obviously he was just somebody, somebody was just taking a shot on him just to hope that he evolves into something. Let's go to the number two receiver draft in the rookie draft, Nikhil Harry. He was drafted by the New England Patriots of all places. He is currently the wide receiver 58 in my rankings. He uh, he was great in college out of Arizona State. He was probably the most polished wide receiver, according to pretty much everybody. And he goes to the Patriots. So what else is new, right? Uh, this year coming in, I don't think he's going to make that big of an impact. Typically, rookies don't with the Patriots and Belichick throughout the history. We know this. Um, there are a lot of wide receivers, too, in New England. It doesn't look like it offhand, but, you know, Edelman's ahead of him. Dare I say Demarius Thomas, if he's healthy. Don't forget, he's there, too, now. And um, Josh Gordon, maybe. They also have Dorsett. And then they have um, all the running backs, James White, all those guys that catch passes and do their thing. So he's definitely a hard guy to get on board, but somebody did exactly that when they took him in the seventh round first pick in the FFPC football guys draft on Saturday night. Too rich for my blood. At the number three receiver pick is Debo Samuels. Debo, what you got on my drink, Debo? Yes, Debo went to San Francisco, and he currently sits as my number 65 uh, receiver overall. Coming out of South Carolina in college, he goes to a crowded San Francisco offense, I think, with Dante Pettis, clearly the number one, I think, now. Marquise Goodwin still lurking around. You have Kittle who is the number one target there, let's be honest. And then you have Jarek McKinnon, De Tevin Coleman, and the other running back there who we love. Um, what's his face? Matt Breida. 
How could I ever forget him? I think he's going to be traded too, by the way, because there's no way in hell I think they can go in the season with all those running backs. But, of course, they all get hurt all the time anyway. So maybe you need all those running backs, especially Coleman, or especially with McKinnon and Breida getting hurt all the time. So that is Debo Samuel. He went at the 13-2 in that draft, so nobody's very excited about him. Uh, the next receiver was number four, A.J. Brown of Ole Miss. Kind of like a Harry. He was dubbed as probably the safest, probably the best route runner in the draft. And he went to a complete clunker, I think, at the Tennessee Titans. I don't think there could be the worst uh, spot for him to land other than, like, Washington or something. Because uh, I don't trust a receiver in that offense at all. If Corey Davis can't string together three consecutive consistent games, I do not trust A.J. Brown with any of these quarterbacks. With Mariota, um, whoever the, the backup was last year, uh, I just don't trust any of that offense outside of Derrick Henry and maybe a little bit of Delaney Walker. I'll probably still gamble on Corey Davis a little, but that's about as far as I go on that. Uh, I don't have him ranked. Um, Humphreys is there too. I forgot to mention him. Humphreys was great last year with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there's two receivers clearly ahead of him in that offense. And don't forget they still have Taiwan Taylor. Uh, let's go to, he was drafted, oh, by the way, in the uh, 18th round, six pick. So just a dart throw at that point. The fifth wide receiver picked overall in the draft was a surprise, I believe. He was to the Kansas City Chiefs, Mecole Hardman, who is a hard man to rank. Holy cow, I don't know where I have this guy ranked, if it's too high or too low. But I have him as a receiver number 52 out of 100 right now in PPR redraft. Um, I'll probably move him up maybe if I see how he's doing or who's who he's ahead of or whatnot in, uh, as the season starts. Uh, Robinson's there. Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins will be ahead of him. You know, I'm also counting on Tyree Kill to be gone or suspended or you know, at least have a long vacation. So I... He's drafted to replace Tyreek Hill, and even Tyreek Hill took a year to become Tyreek Hill. So I don't expect him to jump in right out the gate, but somebody does because they took him the other night at the 9-3, which I think is probably a few rounds too high for me personally. I just, I'd rather have some of the receivers that went around him. I actually have the board up right here. He went above D.D. Westbrook, John Brown, James Washington, Kiki QT, just to name a few, who I I would definitely take over him. Uh, the next receiver picked was J.J. Arcega-Whiteside out of Stanford. Um, he was not drafted, and I do not have him ranked. He just went to a very crowded Eagles offense with Jeffrey, Aguilar, and Deshaun Jackson clearly ahead of him for receivers. And not to mention Ertz and Goddard as the tight ends catching passes too. Oh, and they got like six running backs that handle the ball ahead of him. So I'm not expecting much out of him unless a bunch of people get injured. The next receiver was Paris Campbell, who would have been great, I think, as the number five pick drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in place of Nicole Hardman, but they decided to go for him. And Paris Campbell ended up landing with the Indianapolis Colts. And I don't have him ranked. A lot of people do right now. I just don't. I think that he's a rookie and he's too young right now. With Hilton, Funches, and Ebron clearly ahead of him in the passing game. Um, the running game with Marlon Mack. And they got uh, Spencer Ware. And, of course, they got my guy, Naheem Hines. I think he might be able to come on later in the season, but I, I don't see him making a big impact right away. He did go at the 10.04 in the FFPC draft the other night, which was, which was higher than I was willing to take him, put it that way. Uh, the next receiver drafted was Andy Isabella. He went to the Arizona Cardinals, another crowded place for receivers right now. Um, with Kirk and Fitzgerald clearly ahead of him. I think that he could come on, but I just don't have him doing much right away. I have him uh, not even ranked at the moment. Um, I think that he could eventually start to do something, but at the moment I, I don't know that he'll come on right away. So he is the second. He was the eighth receiver drafted. So let's go to the uh, ninth receiver drafted overall. Was a guy a lot of people thought would have won at one. DK Metcalf. The best shaped man in this entire draft. He took his shirt off when he met Pete Carroll and so did Pete Carroll. And it was pretty awkward. Um, DK Metcalf went at the 9.05 in this FFPC draft the other night. I have him at the uh, number 46 overall PPR receiver. Uh, looks good for him this year. Baldwin just did officially retire uh, today, so don't have to worry about him lurking. So Tyler Lockett will clearly be the number one receiver. They still got David Moore running around there and a few other role-player guys. But uh, I saw a clip of him running the other day and cutting and doing drills, and he looked explosive. So I expect him to step in right away. I have him as the uh, number 46 receiver overall, like I said, and uh, I'm not afraid to take a chance on him. I know some people are, but uh, he went exactly two picks behind Nicole Hardman in this draft, and I take DK all day personally. And then the last, number 10 receiver drafted was Deontay Johnson from Toledo to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have another receiver. So he goes to James Washington and Juju and that Steelers offense just to muddle things up a little for the second receiver. I don't have him ranked either. He was undrafted in the draft the other night, and I don't see him really coming on. Maybe as a waiver guy towards the end, but um, unless somebody gets hurt or something, just the second, third wide receiver in that Pittsburgh offense are so hard to kind of pin down. So those are the top 10 receivers and where I have them right now. Let's get to the top 100 receivers. I'm going to go by this 1 through 10, and um, I won't do that for all 100 because nobody cares about 50 through 100, so I'll just read those real quick. So let's just do the top 10 right now. 
Number one is DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, Michael Thomas. Number three, Mike Evans. Number four, Antonio Brown. Number five, Julio Jones. Number six, Juju. Number seven, Devontae Adams. Number eight, Keenan Allen. Number nine, T.Y. Hilton. And number 10, Adam Thielen. So I like DeAndre Hopkins first for just all the reasons I always have. He's quarterback proof. He's the best. He has the best hands. He'll probably lead the league in touchdowns, I think, this year. And receiving, he's my number one, undisputed. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think he's going to have a really good chance of maybe finishing, maybe even number one. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys in the top five, five to seven have a legit chance of being number one. But I like Michael Thomas there. I know he trailed off towards the end of the year. A lot of people have him ranked high. Mike Evans, I have him as number three. I think he's going to step right in. And Winston should improve with Bruce Arians uh, being the quarterback whisperer there. I like him a lot. I'll take him higher than almost anybody's willing to take. And um, Antonio Brown, uh, four, I like him almost higher. I think that he's going to get a lot of targets. Gruden's just going to force feed him. Julio, I have him probably ranked lower than other people, but that's fine. I just think that he's starting to get up there in age. Then it, it honestly kind of bothers me just thinking about uh, that foot and stuff. And I, I just got a weird feeling about him this year. I might be staying away from him more than I'm drafting him. Just on a hunch, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about him this year. I'd probably end up taking Juju over him, honestly. Uh, I have him ranked one spot at six. So that rounds out my top ten. Yeah, Hill, or uh, Thielen snuck into my top ten. I like what he did in the first eight games when he was on the record pace last year as for the guy who caught ten passes in the last four games. I think he's way closer to the other guy. Okay, let's go from 11 through 21 here. Odell Beckham, yes, he's not in my top ten. Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, Julian Edelman, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green, Cooper Cup, and Alshon Jeffrey. Beckham probably sticks out for some people that he's not in their top 10. I don't trust him to be healthy. He's only uh, play, or he's only uh, he's missed 22 games in his NFL career so far. He's been injured to finish the season the last two years. He changes scenery this year to Cleveland. Yeah, he has Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's a better quarterback and a better offense. But there's also more miles to feed in the Joku, Landry. You got Callaway. I mean, there's a lot of people there. I don't think he's just going to hone in on him like Eli's been doing all this time. Um, I like Woods higher than I like Cooks and Cup um, from that three that trio. Um, a locket at 16, a lot of people have locket in the mid twenties or even late twenties. I think Lockett's the easy number one receiver in that offense this year. If you watch it, any games last year, or even the playoff game when he had six receptions, when Wilson actually did throw the ball, when they somehow, uh, <laughs> that debacle with Dallas in the playoffs, he's clearly the number one now with Baldwin retired. 
Um, a lot of people are starting to pick up on that fact. I've seen him move up in drafts. I got him at the 5-5 five, five in that draft the other night. I actually looked at the board a few days later. or I looked at the board the day before when they did the uh, uh, 150 drafts in the FFPC. And uh, I saw he was in the seventh round and one. And then I took him at the 5-4. And in every FFPC draft I've seen since then, I've seen him in the fifth round. So I don't expect him to go out of the fifth round, personally. I mean, if he makes it to the sixth round, I'm taking him, or, or later in any draft. That's for sure. Um, Galladay at 17. I think he's going to be a target monster with uh, Stafford. Clear number one. He's He has big upside, huge upside. AJ Green I got at 19. I don't trust him and Dalton at all. I know he's beating a dead horse. He's getting up there in age again, too. I think there's a stat from last year that he didn't finish in the top 10 since uh, 2014 or something. Okay, it's been five years. He's still, last year, ended the season on the IR, missed seven games. So I have him at 19, and I might even move him down. I just, I don't, I know they got a new coach there in Cincinnati. I, um, I just don't like him at all. I know it's new offense. I don't trust the tandem of Dalton and Green anymore. I don't think that's not something I want to get in bed with this year. Put it that way. Um, let's go with uh, the next ten. We have Alshon Jeffrey, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Dante Pettis, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Golden Tate. Now, this 10 kind of keeps me up at night because five of these guys could easily finish inside of the top 20 instead of being uh, 21 through 30 in my rankings. Uh, let's go with them one by one real quick here with Jeffrey. Obviously, the upside with him is huge if he stays on the field and if he catches touchdown passes. Um, bigger upsides, Calvin Ridley. Uh, if, if Julio does get hurt and misses time this year, I think he's a top 10 play every week. I kind of think he's almost what Julio is, just maybe a whisker less. That, that's how I, how I rank him. And little secret here between us, I, I kind of will be drafting him in a few drafts just to maybe have insurance for Julio without even taking him. Sort of my top handcuff at a wide receiver. Uh, DJ Moore, we know his upside if Newton's healthy. He targets the crap out of him. I think he has huge upside also. I have this is number 23, DJ Moore. Pettis at the uh, 24, I think he has good upside. I know people are worried about the mouse defeat and stuff. Um, we kind of have to see what's going to happen after Mullins really targeted him a lot last year with Garoppolo coming back. I got to say I'm a little worried, but I like him a lot higher than most, so I'm going to keep him there for now. Uh, 27 and 28, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin, he's kind of like uh, Ridley. If Evans went down, he could be a top 10 pick and jump right into Mike Evans' shoes. Um, we have Bruce Arians on record saying he could catch over 100 passes in the slot this year. You know, He obviously loves him. The talent's obviously there. I, I like him a lot. Uh, something I'm, I'll probably do in drafts is go backwards and – load up on running backs or receivers in a few drafts just to try stuff and take those two guys 
and maybe one of them will hit and become a one like I think they are if, if uh, Julio or Evans goes down. Um, number 29, Mike Williams. He's kind of the same boat, you know. If uh, We saw what happened when Allen went down last year. He was a top receiver. He caught tons of touchdowns. So all three of those guys, uh, it's just, you know, I, I, you know two of those guys are going to finish easily above this ADP. You just got to figure out which one. Um, 30, Golden Tate. 31, D.D. Westbrook. 32, Tyler Boyd. 33, Robbie Anderson. 34, Marvin Jones. 35, Cortland Sutton. 36, Will Fuller. 37, Larry Fitzgerald. 38, Kiki Kuti. 39, Emmanuel Sanders. 40, Devin Funches. Let's look at that right now. Uh, what stands out to me is Kiki QT, I think. He catches a lot of balls this year in the slot. I may have to move him up out of 38. I, I've been doing a lot of research on him lately, especially if he can actually, well, if he can actually stay on the field. The guy gets hurt all the time. It's like whenever he, whenever he had a big game, a couple cup passes, he thought he was going to do awesome. He just magically left the game. Um, another guy in that tier I like, Robbie Anderson. He finished the year amazing. Uh, he torched everybody. If he can do the same thing with Darnold, I, I have him ranked way too low right now at 33. We just got to kind of see what happens with the tandem there. The new coach is there, you know, Adam Gase. Who knows what he's going to do. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. The whole thing could be different. But I'll keep him there for now. Marvin Jones. Let's hope he's back to normal. Will Fuller at 36. So I have Fuller at 36 and Kiki QT at 38. I think that Kiki will probably finish. Well, I don't think Fuller will finish the year for one. And uh, I think QT will probably have more more catches and points. I'll probably have to flip those guys, honestly, just looking at it right now. Um, Funchess at 40. I love Funchess. A lot of people are really sleeping on Funchess. He is a great buy this year. It kind of reminds me of the Ebron incident last year when nobody wanted to draft Ebron. You can get him in the tight end 20 range. This kind of reminds me of Funchess. I think he'll step right in the offense, play the three wide receiver set, and catch touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns probably, and people will be like, oh, where did that come from? Like it's some big secret or something. So honestly, I probably have him too low too. Um, let's go next 10. Sterling Shepard, 41. Christian Kirk, 42. Sammy Watkins, 43. Curtis Samuels, 44. James Washington, 45. Deacon Metcalf, 46. Anthony Miller, 47. Antonio Callaway, 48. Anthony, Michael Gallup, 49, Geronimo Allison, uh, 50, and Zay Jones, 51. Um, what stands out to me here is Sammy Watkins um, kind of holding up to bump him up to the different tier and keep him in the 40s just because we don't really know what's going to happen to Hill. I mean, we think we know, but who the hell really knows? So I'm kind of... Before I bump him up to probably the mid-20s, I'm going to have him settle here for now. James Washington, 45. I like him a lot. Uh, Curtis Samuel at 44. Samuel was legit last year. He came on very strong. So I like I like all three of those guys right there. DK Metcalf, he's a big wild card at 46. Um, 
Callaway, if Beckham gets hurt like he usually does, he was great last year at Mayfield. He had huge games. So, and then Zay Jones at uh, 51. He uh, he kind of gets a downgrade now with Brown coming. And that offense, all the running backs, uh, Frank Gore coming, and TJ Yeldon. I don't think that he'll be the target guy this year in that team. Actually, just looking at it right now, I see a mistake in my rankings. I have him at 51 and John Brown at 57. So I'm going to have to switch that definitely because I definitely like Brown over him. Okay, we'll take a look at the next 10, and then I'll probably just read the last of them off so we don't have to drone on about guys we don't care about. So 51, McCall Hardman, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Kenny Stills, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Adam Humphreys, John Brown, Nikhil Harry, Jamison Crowder, Traquan Smith, and Taylor Gabriel at 60. So those guys, obviously a lot of them have upside for games like uh, to blow up like uh, Deshaun Jackson. He won't do anything for two weeks, and then he'll have 30 points. Same thing goes for uh, Kenny Stills. He'll have a small couple catch game. You'll put him on your bench, and you'll have 30 points. So those guys drive you crazy when you don't start them in the right time. Uh, Humphreys in Tennessee is interesting, kind of. Because uh, Mariota did like throwing to people in the slot a lot. Taiwan Taylor. Uh, I assume he's going to take that role. Jamison Crowder. He's interesting too, I think. I know a lot of people hate him now. He's someone to watch in, with the Jets. To see uh, what happens there. And uh, Traquan Smith had some big boomer bust games last year. But he also had some real stinky games. So maybe Breeze will actually target him a little more. Uh the Saints got Jared Cook in there now, too. So maybe he'll catch more passes. But I think Traquan Smith's a good guy to gamble on. He's like your fourth or fifth wide receiver. All right, I'm going to read the next 40 off here real quick. Robert Foster, Albert Wilson, Marquise Lee, Debo Samuel, Tyrell Williams, Nelson Aguilar, Josh Reynolds, David Moore, John Ross, Quincy Numa, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Richard Higgins, Mohamed Sanu, Dante Moncrief, Paul Richardson, Michael Crabtree, this man has no name, no team. Josh Doxson, Taiwan Taylor, Randall Cobb, Dontrell Illman, Devontae Parker, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Chris Conley, Demarius Thomas, Cole Beasley, Willie Sneed, Andy Isabella, DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, Ted Ginn, Ryan Grant, Cordell Patterson, Calvin Benjamin, Pierre Garçon, Mike Wallace, Hakeem Butler, Jordan Matthews, Travis Benjamin, Equinomia Stamp Brown, and Philip Dorsett. So that wraps up the receiver rookies and where they go in this week's rankings for wide receiver. Have a good one, guys.